Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the brand new Top Gun Maverick. In the mid-80s, when Tony Scott's Top Gun came out, I man, it was one of those movies. Uh, I was really into movies, and it was slick, and it was it had all the modern music and editing and, and, and filters, and the action scenes were just, at the time, one of the best. You know, we've had a lot of things since, from Fast and the Furious on up, uh, to simulate speed and the action of, the, of such things. But at the time, Top Gun was it. And it had that that romance. It had the uh, the the interplay with the friendship, the competition. It really had everything. It was like the perfect '80s movie. It's a movie that we used to demo systems uh, from VHS days and the first digital surround sound systems on up through DVD, Blu-ray, and it's been released a couple of times on 4K already. The original movie. Uh, there's a remastered steelbook out there, and. As years have gone on, I do love the movie. It's just not one I pull out anymore because I've seen it so many times. I pretty much have it memorized. So I revisited it recently, and I did. It, you know, it's it's everything I remembered it to be, and it was more. It's still an incredibly well-made movie of its day. It's a, it's a time capsule. It's great. So I wasn't... Um, Stoked to see Top Gun Maverick like I was to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange's character I'm very familiar with. I'm a big fan of the Marvel Universe. I was excited to see the movie. I knew there was going to be surprises. And But Top Gun Maverick is a movie that sat on a shelf for two years. And although I respect Tom Cruise's work, he's made a lot of movies I really enjoy. I really enjoy the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which is finally getting a 4K release in a month or two. Um Last Samurai and a few others. I think he's made some really great movies since I first saw him in Risky Business and All the Right Moves. Personal life aside, wives, Scientology, etc. I can separate actors from their work. And yeah, he plays Tom Cruise in a lot of movies, but he is different. And I got to say, Top Gun Maverick, he does really well in. So the time for a sequel had long passed, in my opinion. This movie sat on a shelf. The first previews were like, yeah, I might go see that, actually. It looks pretty good. And then it disappeared for a while. It turns out that Tom Cruise was not going to let this uh, movie be released to a streaming service when everybody else was doing it. He's like, no, <laughs> we filmed this to be shown in theaters. We we did the work. We put in the time. Um, it's actual. If you don't know, go watch some of the making up uh, that's on YouTube. Actual, the actors learned how to fly jets. They put cameras in jets. They filmed the actors acting in real jets in real situations. Obviously, I'm sure they weren't dogfighting in tight canyons. But, you know, when you have actors really interacting with their whatever it is, you'll hear it from these big epic science fiction movies that when they have big sets or whatever, from the big directors who could afford to build the big sets and not do everything green screen, how much easier it is for them to get into the role and act. Well, imagine you're flying a plane and you're having to look around the cockpit and you're literally really flying a jet. Um, the special effects are seamless in the movie. If No matter what you feel about Tom Cruise or the Top Gun movies, go see Top Gun Maverick to A, support movies in the theater, and B, it's some of the best, well, the best flying scenes you have ever seen in a movie, period. Um, Short version, that's the short version of the review. Um, Nostalgia aside, and this is a great sequel, um, one of my 
reviewers that I watch called it masterful, and I would totally agree. They knew exactly what they were doing. It's the right blend of nostalgia and new. So, short version. I'm not going to get into spoilers. The The story, for those that are really into it, it's got some good twists. It's, it's well executed for the most part. There's some interesting things that I didn't expect to happen. Um, but I really went for the flying scenes, and I was not disappointed. They're spread out through the film. You don't have to wait an hour to get to a half an hour of fight scenes. There's a big scene in the beginning, and, and they're spread out pretty regularly through the movie. So, that keeps you interested Uh the rest of it is up to you. There's a there's a romance with Jennifer Connelly. I love her in pretty much everything she's been in. I think she's beautiful. I think she's a great actress. Um, and she's fine in this. They allude to a romance they had, but they don't. we don't really get any flashbacks, but we know a little bit through some things they say um, that Tom didn't stick around or that Captain Pete Maverick. So... There's really not a. I really didn't dislike anything about the movie. Joseph Kaczynski, the director, pulled the similar miracle with Tron Legacy. Movie wasn't a big hit, but man, he nailed it. Um, and it's unfortunate that it wasn't a hit. He blended what we know and, and what we learned in the original Tron movie and made something new. And it did have the right amount of nostalgia with Jeff Bridges basically playing two roles in the movie. Um, and some digital effects to make him look younger for certain scenes. It was really incredibly well done, and I don't think he got enough kudos for that. Joseph Kaczynski went on to make a war movie that's based on a true story called Only the Brave, and while it's not one I have in my collection, it's one that everybody should see at least once. It's just a really great, well-made movie, with, and Josh Brolin's and a few other great actors are in it and do some great things, and again, based on a true story, a, a, a movie you should see. So then fast forward, he's got this and he's got that, um, what, Spiderhead movie coming to Netflix in a month? Obviously, he filmed Top Gun Maverick first, and it's been sitting on a shelf. So that, he went on and filmed the Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller movie that's coming out. And Miles Teller is in both movies. I'm not the biggest Miles Teller fan. I think he's fine. But man, he nailed this. Uh, from the trailers, you can tell. He plays Goose's son. So obviously there's going to be some drama involved with, you know, daddy's passing and all that in the first movie. I thought he did great in the movie. I think Tom Cruise did great in the movie. I think everybody did. I, I, there's nobody I really dislike. They all played their roles quite well. The movie starts off exactly like the original Top Gun. They even play the Harold Faltemeyer theme. They go into Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. And then you start seeing the credits. Um, Christopher McQuarrie, who's worked on the last few Mission Impossible movies um, to punch them up, uh, worked on this after two other people had worked on it. So that probably is more evidence to why this movie really, really works. It's just the action scenes are visceral. because It, it, you, it really puts you into the action of the planes, unlike any movie you've ever seen. They tried to do this with special effects and stuff in the past, since the 50s, 40s even. Um, but man, they really executed it in this movie. Like I said, it blends the right amount of nostalgia. Even if you haven't seen Top Gun in a while, they don't do a whole lot of flashbacks or anything. They mention a couple things, and there is one scene of him having some flashbacks, which I thought was kind of unnecessary because pretty much everybody's seen that movie, and it's part of the pop culture vernacular that we all know it and know what happened. But it was nice to get a quick refresher. 
But the movie moves at a quick pace. It's um, right around two hours long. The crowd I saw it with was with the first show on a Thursday afternoon, and everybody walked out. You could hear the buzz. Wow, that was better than I thought it was going to be. It's already tracking to be, his, hopefully, his first $100 million weekend because he's one of the biggest box office draws of the last 40 years. We'll see about that, but it's successful on an artistic level. Um, it never goes too far into nostalgia. It never goes too far into anything, really. There's enough new stuff in it, like from music to editing to the, the action scenes. Yes, there's a, a football scene on the beach, but it's a little better executed than the montage we got in the original movie. All in all, and I, and I don't want to upset anyone who considers Top Gun the greatest classic of all time, but it, it, it's arguably better on almost all accounts as a movie. You don't, I think, feel quite the emotional connection that you felt with all the characters. You know, there was more the, the I th- maybe because it was just the generation when it came out, my age when it came out, but I felt that Goose and Iceman and Meg Ryan and they all just kind of gelled better. I never really liked Kelly McGillis. She was fine in the movie. I just never really thought she was much of a interest for Tom Cruise. He could have done, the character could have done better, I thought. She just didn't fit to me, but it. I guess she had the look for the 80s. Funny what she recently said, that she's age-appropriate for her age and doesn't fit the modern movie, which is uh, very realist and kind of sad. But, um, yeah, I, I actually have pre-ordered the movie now in 4K because I think this will be one to show off the audio system. Uh, the original Top Gun always was. And although it's not quite now, it's got a new Atmos mix. It's got a, a native transfer. Top Gun looks and sounds, the original movie looks and sounds better on 4K now than it did in the theater back then. I mean, they've really done a great job with it. The new movie, since it's state of the art and they had two years to tweak the effects and tweak the surround and all that kind of stuff, it should be on par with the new Dune that came out in January as like one of the best 4K releases of the year. So I pre-ordered them just on that. Um and it comes out in a couple months. But yeah, it, no matter what level of fanhood you are, or even if you're not a fan, there are things for you in this movie that you should go see. The last thing, and this is not really a spoiler, but when you sit down to the movie and they get done with the trailers, Tom Cruise pops on for about a minute, minute and a half, and he talks to the screen. He talks to you and thanks you for coming to the theater and supporting movies that they felt that they did the work. And it's real men and real planes and real action, uh, practical effects that they... Um, you know, they felt it needed to be seen on the big screen. They're happy that you agree and that you're there and they really appreciate it and it's for you and that kind of thing. And it was a really nice little speech to sit there and go, wow, you know. It's also the first time Tom Cruise is really starting to look his age, but I think that's great too. Um, so that's kind of the introduction. And then it, it just launches into, it just feels nostalgic when it starts. And then it, it zooms into modern times really quickly. It was quite entertaining for any level of fanhood. And even if you've never seen the original Top Gun, uh, I think they give you enough of the backstory that you're going to appreciate it. But obviously, if you've seen the original and lived with that movie for all these years, you'll get much more depth in the characters and what the echoes of this are. It would have been nice if this had come a lot sooner because at the end of it, I'm like, I'd watch another one of these if they could execute it like this. Maybe trim out a little of the, you know, or it evolved some of the relationships that weren't as... There was just a couple people they could have cut out of the movie and you wouldn't have missed anything. Um, 
But I think it all came together well. I think they should be proud of what they did. I think you will enjoy it no matter who you are. Um, it's one of those kind of movies. Talking about it recently with um, rewatching Raiders of the Lost Ark, that was one of those movies that people didn't, oh, it's this kind of action movie or it's this kind of, that was just a movie everybody went to see. That's what Jaws and Star Wars did to movies. We, we elevated the film from, you want to go see a film noir, you want to go see a romantic comedy or whatever. These days, it's more like, you know, some of these bigger movies are like, you just go to see it. And then we kind of got away from that as movies kind of got splintered and we had million-dollar films up against $20 million films up against $100 million films. These days, it's either a low-budget film or a massively-budget film in the theaters. And unfortunately, that's just because people are not going to the movies as much. And I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but it's absolutely stellar here in Kenai, Alaska. So it really wasn't easy to take an afternoon off. But here, the sun doesn't set till 11. It was still light at midnight last night. So... um this time of year, anyway, we're heading towards 18 hours of daylight. Or no, we're at 18 hours. We're headed towards 20 hours of daylight uh, in the middle of June. But it was it was nice to come out of the theater and still have it be bright daylight and still have a long evening ahead. The movie works on all levels. I really have no complaints. Uh, yeah, sure, they could have trimmed it a little bit, but it, it, I think it gives all the different kinds of fans that there are what they want. You wanted more Top Gun action, you get that. You wanted more Tom Cruise, you get that. You wanted, you know, everybody. All the acting's good. The, some of the story arcs are great. There's a few too many characters to really get into it, but everybody plays their roles well. It was nice to see people like Ed Harris and a few others pop up in the movie. It was great. Uh, you know, it's not going to be my favorite movie of the year, but, man, it's it's one of those movies you definitely need to see in the theater. It, it'll just play bigger. Yeah, it'll, it'll test home theater systems a few months from now, but go see it in the theater. It... it this is why we still go to the theater. You munch your popcorn and you're drink, drinking your soda or whatever, and you're wowed by what you see on the screen. This is one of those. And it's not weird like Doctor Strange or Spider-Man. You know, this is this is something that you can bring grandma to, and she'll probably have a fun time too. It really wasn't too loud in the action scenes, which was pretty cool. But, yeah, it, do, it does get pretty action-packed and tense. So Top Gun Maverick, two thumbs up. I, I got to say it was... Uh, it's one of those sequels that you go, wow, it might be better than the... It's 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 the Blade Runner 2045 of the Top Gun universe, I hate to say, and um, it really is. So check it out. While it's in theaters, go do it for whatever reason. The flight scenes are amazing, and it's a really great sequel. They did a good job. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thank you for taking time out to listen to one of these podcasts. There's over 400 of them up here, 400 and... Uh, close to 450 or something like that. Um, really appreciate you. Got a Patreon for some exclusive stuff. I have some really great ideas that have popped up while I've taken a little time here during the birthday week. Uh, so get ready for that as well. Stay tuned and there's much more to come. Have a great day. Have a great day.